This podcast is brought to you by A Hotel Life, an award-winning travel website and community founded by Ben Pundel. This episode features Romy Digorianov, co-founder, Experimental Group. So joining me today, uh, very excited from the experimental experimental group, uh, Romain, De, and I'm gonna, I might butcher this, Gorionov? Gorionov, yeah. Gorionov, yeah. got it, yeah. great stuff. Well, thank, thank, thank you so much for joining us. And for those that don't know, you. the experimental group um, took its uh, inspiration from international cocktail bars, uh, and they now have six hotels uh, around the world and a beach club in Ibiza and various uh, restaurants and bars within those within those hotels uh, and I love what it I love your your mission your mission is to offer a contemporary hospitality experience to an exacting clientele the world over uh, focusing on small producers seasonal sourcing reigns and discovery is key absolutely love it in my opinion it's messaging it's, it's hospitality messaging for the future generation uh, and certainly maybe you know luxury for a future generation I'm going to stop talking. Well. <laughs> um, Rome, thank you so much for, for, for joining us. First of all, it looks beautifully sunny where you are. I mean, how are you? Where are you? And how are you quarantining? Well, I wanted to bring a bit of optimis, uh, optimism, actually. Uh, so I, 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 I'm in one of my hotels in Paris uh, called the Grand Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you see, it's empty and unused. So I, I, I thought I would use the rooftop. We have a rooftop. And it's really where I work, work from, uh, from there since I've been in quarantine. And uh, it's very sunny today in Paris. Actually, it's very paradoxically, it's been extremely sunny since the lockdown. Uh, as never before. Oh. Uh, we have like 45 days of straight suns, which never happens in Paris. And I'm oh, sure wow. when all will be over, the uh, rain is going to come back. But today it's beautiful. It's 25 degrees. Amazing. So we are, are yeah, I'm on top of the rooftop at one of hotel. I've been, I've been locked down in Paris because uh, it was quite brutal. I think over a weekend, they, they kind of, they wanted to have everything open and then they changed their mind and, 24 after, before everyone knew, they, they locked down the entire country, so I, I got stuck here. Uh, I'm with my girlfriend, so all good. And, no, we should, uh, too, bad, too bad for you then. The sun is shining in Paris, you have a beautiful hotel to yourself and you're on lockdown with your girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Well, it changed a bit. Uh, the first, I have to say, the first two weeks, well, I, I have to say, uh, the first two weeks we got uh, a little busy. And then, well, we don't have, you know, like in the hotel business and the restaurant business. So obviously our goal is to meet people and make, make sure they have a good time. We don't have any customers anymore. Mm. So uh, we're a bit bored at the end, but the Paris looked like a bit North Korea. You know, it was uh, feel like uh, Pyongyang for a bit. Uh, no, it's like it loosened up a little bit and you can see people back in the streets. And in one week with the lockdown is over. So they, we have uh, like, uh, it's shining a bit more. And so. What does that mean for you professionally? The hotels are, the hotels are closed, but the lockdown ends in, in one week. So is there a, is there a recovery plan in, inside? So, so as you, as you, I don't know if people know or as you know, but we have uh, places uh, a bit everywhere, in New York, in Paris, in London, Venice, Verde, uh, and Spain, in uh, Ibiza, in Minorca. All of our hotels, restaurants, bars, wine bars, they're all closed. Uh, they've closed practically at the same time. Uh, we technically speaking, some countries we do not have to to, to close uh, hotels, 
like France, for instance, we can open, but obviously who is going to travel right now? There's no one, all the airports are closed. So professionally speaking, it's uh, it's just, uh, it's uh, no, like when they, everything is closed, so the business only cost. And I think this is uh, what happens to everyone in the hospitality business. Uh, we're probably gonna be the hardest hit of all industry. And we are the industry that gave like, you know, uh, happiness to people and joy and okay. uh, a sense of like community, et cetera. And we are probably gonna be the last ones to open. And, uh, but that, that's what we are professionally. That's what we're professionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, we fought very hard to keep all of our staff. So we, we haven't been able to, uh, we haven't uh, like fire, laid off anyone. Uh, that's we amazing. Have, like, a couple of great schemes uh, in Europe, especially, but even in the US, uh, that, that they can make um, make sure that people are in follow-up or or some like uh, unemployment schemes, and uh, we we plan to rehire everyone when we reopen. So that's incredible. Obviously, that's the, good news. The, yeah, the travel and hospitality industry has taken uh, an unprecedented hit over the past few weeks. But uh, but you know, well, everyone did. But I think we are we're going to be the last one to open. But uh, you know, we are the end of the end of the tail. I'm confident we'll be back and we'll be back stronger and better because to survive, I think, in a post-corona world, we're going to have to offer better service. We're going to have to be more innovative when it comes to uh, maybe even digital communication or, uh, or menus or, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot, uh, a lot, of, a lot of things that uh, are going to agree. be beneficial for the guest. I exactly. Think. I think, you know, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I, I mean, it's not like I don't like, but I don't feel there's uh, going to be a post and an after and a before Corona. I think things will go back to not the way they were, but I think it's going to go faster than what people think. Because obviously we are all like, you know, we are the deepest, uh, I mean, everyone is, is really depressed right now. So obviously all the predictions are, uh, are followed and made from, from, from this, this, you know, state of mind. But I believe that uh, once the borders will be reopened, uh, I think there's one thing that uh, people understood over the last two months is the necessity, the absolute necessity of restaurants, bars, and hotels in their right. life. Right. Because uh, I don't know about you, but if you are, after two months, you're not tired of your digital life of WhatsApp, uh, Instagram interviews, and, yeah, uh, and Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I am, and everyone has. And, uh, and when you talk to people, they, they I mean, the... They obviously not everyone because uh, population has been extremely scared and there's a fear around, but I think this fear will dissipate uh, one day or another. And, but I think a lot of people, at least from our generation, they all can't wait to travel again. And, you know, I mean, see, I meet the bad panini in the airport and my, my, you know, my, my flight being delayed and stuff like, you know, before going to visa, I kind of miss that now. Right. And uh, I think there's a lot of people like that. And, uh, and so once one will be open again, I think there will be, there will be a, a, a small restart and then we might be back in uh, where we were like in a few months. I think, I think so you're I'm right. quite optimistic. We, we, I'm based in New York. We're a couple of months behind China and Shanghai. Uh, you know, my real, yeah. job, my real job is I work, work for Edition. Uh, uh, we're now running at, you know, 40, 40%, 50% occupancy, which on a usual week would be disastrous. But it's very, very encouraging that we're back to 50, 40 to 50% occupancy. Exactly. But the restaurants and bars are about 85%. Yeah. I got this. Oh, exactly. yeah. I'm very glad. I got the same information. I have a lot of friends in uh, Shanghai, and they they say they opened with some restrictions. Three weeks after the restrictions were left were lifted, and they are running the best running at almost capacity. And uh, and then people are back. People are right. back. and then you know they are they're back. But the thing is, you have to understand there is no tourists because you can't go to China. Right. 
and the, the expats hasn't been able to all go back. So I guess there is there is optimism, and I think we are three to, three, three, three to four weeks behind them. So so I'm quite I'm quite confident that uh, this epidemic will will go down, and then uh, life will will come back, and we won't make the same mistake that we all did uh, in January, February. So I'm quite optimistic. Good. We have great, to. Great to hear. So moving on for a second. So born from the love of the international cocktail scene, the experimental group is obviously very diverse with hotels, restaurants, bars, cocktail bars, wine bars, um, beach, and, and, a, and a beach club in Ibiza, which actually I've been to and I loved it. Uh, um, uh, great spot, by the way. Great spot in Ibiza. Thank you. We're opening um, so, in two and a half, three weeks, actually. You, that's going to open in yeah. two and a half, three yeah. weeks? Well, well, for, for the people of the island, but uh, as soon as the, the you know the borders reopen, then of course you can go. But yeah, we open for the people in the island. That's so great news. There. Great yeah. news. Um, so you know, any what of the projects that you've been working on have you enjoyed the, the most? Well, that's the project I've, I've enjoyed the most. For uh, I don't know because it would depend on it, but I think I'm, I'm very proud of uh, one place in particular recently. It's uh, the hotel we opened in, uh, in Venice. Mm. Uh, I think it's uh, it's quite an incredible first uh, experience to be able to to buy something in Venice, which I thought you know was impossible to buy. But you, you make your way through, transform it, transform this amazing 14th century palazzo into a hotel, and get the permissions in Italy to open this hotel, and open the hotel. Unfortunately, we opened the hotel just a month before the Aqualta of last year, <laughs> so it wasn't a really great start. And then two months after, there was the uh, the virus, so we had to close again. So I'm very proud because we we managed to pull it out, and I can't wait to see what it's going to be like when there's no accident or natural disaster or virus or anything to have a proper, to have its proper course. Uh, but I'm very proud of this, of this hotel. I'm I mean, sure people will be flocking to Venice as well because it's been in the news so much about the canals being a lot clearer and, exactly. uh, and I would imagine there's going to be less tourism. For, so for those that go, you know, post Corona, I think there's going to be, I think Venice is going to be a, a beautiful destination for, yeah. for people. Who and especially get... in Venice, they haven't had any case for two months, actually. So, I mean, the, oh, is that right? The virus, so yeah, 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 that's one of the, the, the least uh, heat uh, area in Italy, and they've done a very great job. And what is uh, the name of the hotel in Venice? It's called uh, it Palazzo Experimenta. Uh, Palazzo Experimenta. Yeah. Yeah. We've, sorry, we, we've been very, we've been quite... Uh, Quite simple names now, <laughs> which I which um, I like. I think that's I think that's that's key. Uh, and, yeah. and so, which which part of the business inspires you most? Is it the the, the the development, the food and beverage, the design? The I think the the what I what I really like is is the, the part when you are talking about a project, but it's just even a piece of paper. It's just uh, talks, you know. And you could have any. So we go with uh, friends. Like we have a. We have a project, but we are we are eyeing something, for instance, right now in uh, Formentera, which is a sister island mm -hmm. of, uh, of Ibiza, and uh, there's nothing, nothing assigned. The, the place is hardly on sale, but the idea of like talking about what we could do, what we could replicate, what work, what haven't worked, what kind of food we do, etc. I think this is this is, this is thrilling because we transform those talk, you know, something you can have around drink, into a real project. I think this is one of the most fascinating in the, in in my business I found, because that you crystallize. IDs or just talk with your friends because my partner is also my friends and I find that that pretty pretty cool actually That's it. So very, very cool. what you expect is an answer, but that, that that is pretty cool. That's pretty rewarding. We're gonna get, get to that in a, in a little, little bit as well But um, how, how do you see experimental differing from other hotels? What what kind of sets you aside from from other hotel companies? so I think the uh, We're coming we originally we're coming for F&B 
so we opened cocktail bars uh, that got pretty popular in Europe and in France, obviously. And uh, we, we, we shifted from cocktails to wine. And we had pretty serious wine bars in Paris and London and New York. Then we shifted to, to food, to restaurants. So I think in terms of the hospitality, the, the restaurant and the, the F&B is uh, the, the most difficult part with the, the small margin. But this is uh, the most rewarding, but it's, that's an amazing part of the hospitality. So when we open hotels, we try to build hotels around this, this connaissance and savoir-faire that we have in uh, of, uh, of F&B. And the other, other difference, that, that we're not the only one to do that, uh, I have to say. But what we are very few to do is that we actually control and own all of it. So we own the hotels, we own the restaurant, we own the bars, we own the one bars within the hotel. So we don't sublease, we don't sublet, we don't manage to manage an agreements. We don't, we are controlling everything. And, and it's a bit like everything in the terms of the experience, mm. everything is thought out from the moment you are the reception mm. up to when you're going to have a drink at the workshop. So we're trying to really think about the total experience of the clients uh, in one place. We don't have to talk with other people uh, to to make it work. So I think at the end, this is this is it's, it's one of the main difference. Yeah. But what an incredible luxury! You've got nobody to answer to. I mean, it means there's an enormous amount of responsibility, but at the same time, you're responsible for those decisions. That is a huge luxury from it's, somebody it's who works in an, in, in an opposite environment. Exactly. Um, uh, somebody was asking, how do you choose the location for your hotels and why Menorca and Mo not Mallorca? Uh, well, you know, hotels, uh, so people familiar with the hotels, it's, it's, it's only we, you, you can choose whatever you want. It's, you have to be a slightly opportunity based. You have to, we only go to places we know we love. Uh, so we won't go uh, to places where we think it's just for business. So obviously Menorca, one of our partners, really, really know the island. And uh, I think it fed pretty well or Etho and or DNA because it's it's really up, up and coming. And uh, and uh, and it's really it's been extremely preserved for historical reasons because it was uh, you know it was uh, the, the front base of the Republicans during the, the War of Spain. So they've been pre they they've been punished by Franco afterwards. So Phoenix means no airport, no ports, no nothing. So it became very virgin, very amazing. So it's one of the most beautiful island in the entire Mediterranean. And now we came back to a tourism that is a smart tourism, uh, slightly luxury, but not completely over the top. And uh, extremely protecting, meaning that you cannot build anything on the island. You have to rebuild from the foundations of what is there. So basically we Good. and we, we came across this, this property that was on, I mean, on the cliffs. Uh, we have uh, 43 rooms, but basically with 43 um, sheep house, you know, sheeps, and for uh, and and we had to build from the the, the wall that was still you know standing. And I think the the opportunity to have a hotel near a cliff and the sea nowadays is almost impossible because you can't build anything anymore. So I think it really made sense. And Ibiza is really it's a peasant island, so a project to do something with you know, I mean the farm to table, but like farm being just where you table, you know, like 10 meters from your table, uh, was also like very intensive. So we, we, it really made sense. Mallorca, we don't know the island. So obviously I will first have to go to the island, love the island, and maybe if there's an opportunity, we go. But uh, was not the case. And I think Mallorca has a future. And on top of that, you, I think you know very well uh, Carlos Couturier and Carlos Couturier has a house there, he loves it. So it kind of like decided, you know, everything. If Carlos Couturier mm -hmm. loves the islands, you have to go to the island. 
that's that's probably a very good uh, very good benchmark if carlos couturier loves it then then it's good in my book too exactly exactly um, but but with the launch of the experimental in 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 menorca it's the first time you've done anything that you've positioned as kind of an agro tourism and and i think you know it was that was that intention you know intentional given the the, the the times we're living in has that always been a, a passion of yours obviously you know, uh, sustainability as far as as far as growing the food at the at the hotel for people. I think that's going to become very, very, very popular. Was that intentional? Is that is that a direction? Yeah, it was not like it's, it's not it's intentional. And to, I'm going to be very frank. We can't do that across uh, the group. But for us to open something in a, in an island that's been so preserved, where we had so much land, we have like probably 70 acres you know, of land around. And it was formerly uh, uh, like a, a farm as well. It, it was not possible to open this place without uh, growing our own vegetable uh, or, or doing our own food. It makes right. no sense. So it kind of imposed itself to us because we we're like, okay, well, this is it makes it make no other sense. You know, you're in a property, you have to grow your thing. And and then obviously in terms of I would say more business, it, it people are craving to have more sense when they travel and when they are mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know like when experiencing. And I think you can't just uh, do a beautiful, you know, hotels in a beautiful, uh, on a cliff with a beautiful sunset and then that's it, you know. You need to offer more because people want to, to buy a little less stupid. So obviously when you go there, you also are going for this experience of like eating what you just saw, like 100 meters from it. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, and I think that that's, I think this, it was a future, it was going to be the future of the, of the hotel business in general to, to bring more mm -hmm. sense to people through the food offering, through the cocktail offering, through the service, through, through what they are getting. But I think the, the, the post-coronavirus uh, period would just be accelerated. But I think it was already a, a big trend, a big, uh, and, a, and, a, and a thing that, uh, that, was, that was going to happen. So yeah, so I think it's a, it's a future. I mean, bringing sense to, to, to an experience is gonna be the future of, uh, of the hotel yeah. industry. Yeah. I, love, I love what you said there. People, people want to buy less stupid. I think that, yeah. that 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 says it all because I think people are going to be a lot more uh, careful with their dollar. They're going to be a little more considerate about where they're traveling to and how they're traveling. If I could go to a place, and I know if, if 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 Tansy and I could go to a, to a place which we did last year in Portugal, actually, you know, a, a place where you know the food is grown on property and that everything is localized and community driven. I think that's certainly a big part of, uh, of, yeah. of future. I think life. it's the next step, you know, like everyone talked, uh, it became uh, a most, it became a cliche. Everyone say, oh, we are selling experience. So everyone wants to be an experience. Experience is great. And I think it's uh, it's a prerequisite, but I think we go tight above the experience. No, it's experience with some meanings. Cause you know, people have been, been pretty good at uh, delivering really great experience. But I think you need to go a little higher and the experience has to have sense. You know, mm -hmm. if you go to Palazzo Experimental, you know, for instance, easily, you will, you will, you will get, you know, in the rooms or the way we've transformed the hotel. Actually, I think the experience that we are delivering makes sense. You are in Italy, but you are in a 21st century Venice, so you do not forget the past, but you want to bring forward as well something. Absolutely. And I think in terms, you know, there is meaning, and I think that's that's going to be the future of the hotel business. Beautiful. Now, if you've just joined us, I see that Moises Micha, Carlos Petoria's partners joined us, and Nicole Esposito. Uh, my good friend who's, who's worked on plenty of hotel projects herself over the years. Um, so if you've just joined us, I am talking to Rome, uh, and we will be talking to Olivia shortly uh, uh, from the experimental group based in Paris. And so 
Romy, one, one more question before before we switch over to to, to Olivia. Um, slightly more serious. We're in a, we're in a we're in a very unprecedented time. We are hopefully seeing signs of recovery that we we discussed in China and hopefully uh, hopefully um, uh, soon in, in in Paris and beyond. Uh, and if you didn't hear, the Experimental Beach Club in Ibiza will, will hopefully be opening in the next two, three weeks. So if you're on the island, uh, listen out for that. What, businesses, what do businesses in hospitality need to do to survive and thrive in a post-corona world? Well, I think we've, we've just got to beat that with, with the experience and the experience with meaning. Uh, so I think there is, uh, it's not very glamorous, but I think, first of all, there's going to be a big issue on the balance sheet if i can tell business because if you reopen you need to be either well funded or have cash in hand or being helped by your government because obviously no revenue for three months into uh, into industries uh, is unheard of so mm -hmm. no one really knows how to actually even rebound so the, mm -hmm. the first thing i would say it's it's not glamorous but that's reality you need to make sure that you have enough money to restart slowly because one of the things that kill industry is it's not necessarily not to have no revenue per for three months because obviously this you can cut cost and I mean no revenue no no cash out but what really kills will kill industry is to have fifty percent occupancy for too long or half empty restaurants that that's where it's going to be mm -hmm. really really painful so I think we we should all gear up to have maximum amount of uh, funds and, and cash and helps and um, and and to survive I think you're going to do uh, you can do even better than what you've done before, and you have to have to sell more of your experience, put more meaning into what you're doing, uh, be more, be smarter than uh, than the competitors into how you're going to brand yourself and how you're going to, to reach out to your clients. Uh, and I think that that's going to make a difference in the end. Yeah, very smart. It's, you know, you don't want to be running at fifty percent occupancy with full operating costs. That's that. that or, to be honest, we're quite optimistic about uh, about the turnaround, and I think we'll. I think maybe in December people will be like, oh wow, I, I write everything I, I, I've thought and I read right now and I put into my Evernote you know, notes. Talks to to understand in six months from now how you know was the mood and how people thought. You know, I've read a lot of archives in the Post and the New York Times about the time after the 9/11 because I really wanted to understand how people were were thinking about the world and the industry uh, back then. You know, I was I was still like a student, uh, so I don't remember. And I read, and it was so panicky. It was so mood. The right. mood was so dark. It was like, oh, we will never travel again. Right. It's gonna happen. This this 9/11 will happen every two months. Uh, hotels are dead, etc. And then two months after, two two years after, it was uh, one of the best year in the in the hospitality uh, over the world. And it was the start of like a, a big uh, big great two decades. So so. I think I'm optimistic. The only thing we, we, we uh, the restriction will ha hopefully will have to be lifted uh, quite quickly. And I think the move will have to come back to more positive because yeah, running at 50% capacity uh, while full cost, it, it will be a disaster in the industry on the long term. Yeah, I, I agreed. And Romy, I'm going to I'm sure it won't that. happen. No. And what I think people will, will, will rebound pretty quickly and especially because you've got such uh, incredible restaurants and bars with world-class chefs and 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 um, I don't want to call them mixologists. So I'll, I'll get killed by by the bar guy. <laughs> but um, but you know you, you're you're offering such great things that, like you said, people have been cooped up in 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 their homes for such a long time that I think people are going to want to come out. And I think there's going to be a huge uh, uh, sense of support for the hotel hospitality industry, and hopefully it will drive people to the restaurants and bars at the hotels while we're yeah. ramping up. Yeah, I, I, I really hope, hope so. And honestly, 
after two months in lockdown, I'm telling you, the, 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 I mean, there's no great thing about the lockdown, I have to say, but the, the one thing that I think is positive is you really re-understand the value of our, of our, of our job and of our business. You know, restaurant is just not about uh, being senior or just buying. It's, it's, it's a whole world of like, it's a it's Facebook uh, 1.0, you know. It's it's a Facebook Facebook. It's like where you meet. It's where you have fun. It's where one because being on the screen and talking with people with a glass of wine, but with your friend oh. uh, two 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 thousand kilometers away, it's fun for a few days. But in the end, you're really missing something. So I think the the purpose of a restaurant, the bar, and the, and and the hospitality in general, uh, I think for a lot of people will will have a sense when we when the lockdown will be over. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, Romain, thank you so much. Thanks for joining. I think. Um, you're going to jump off now. I've never done this before. And then yep. Olivia, uh, Olivia is Olivia gonna, will jump back in. Yeah, is going to jump back in. So Romy, yeah, yeah. so nice, so nice to meet you. I can't wait to meet you in, in person. I can't wait to have a quarantine Negroni at, um, uh, at, at any one of your hotels. I'm going to come and stay as soon sure. as possible. Sure. Let um, us know. Such Good. A, such a pleasure. Cool. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. This podcast is brought to you by A Hotel Life, an award-winning travel website and community founded by Ben Pundel. This episode features Romy Digorianov, co-founder, Experimental Group, 